What will you do to unlock innovation? In today's fast-paced world, innovation might not be enough. Tomorrow's pioneers of change will need to be agile, able to adapt, and committed like never before. Your host, Santa Vending, invites you to listen in and join business leaders from around the world as they share their visions for success in our future business challenges. Welcome to Mind Innovation. I'm your host, Santa Vending. I'm always excited to learn. And in today's podcast, we're going to talk about the four P's of business. I want to welcome Pete Moore. He's the president of Shootopia, and he's also a coach, speaker, and mastermind facilitator of simplifying entrepreneurship. So welcome, Pete. I'm so excited to, to have you today. I'm excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So what, what is the four P's of business? Well, I put this little this little, I, I just love drawing stuff down and I map stuff and kind of make these little forms and all that sort of stuff. And uh, a couple months ago, I've been thinking about some different ideas around this idea of, of how to have sort of this best business. And one of my taglines is that I help people turn their frustrations into freedoms. And from that, it's like, take all of your worries and all those things and add up all the wants that you want out of your business and create the frameworks around those that are going to generate that. And really what it boils down to are these four things. And the first one is your product. That's the first P, your product. And I mean, not everybody sells a product. They might be selling service, but it's sort of all in that same piece and really making sure that your product is something that your client wants. A lot of entrepreneurs get stuck on the fact that they've developed this great thing, but they haven't actually tried it. They haven't tested it. They haven't earned any money from it. And we see it on Dragon's Den. We see it on, you know, um, the Shark Tank and all this sort of stuff. And yeah. they're saying, well, have you ever sold any of these? Yeah. Well, that's, that's a very true thing. I mean, you have to take and test your product and make sure that somebody actually wants that product or service and that it's giving them value because people are going to come to you because you solve a problem. But if you're solving a problem that doesn't mean anything to them with the product or service that you have, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing there. Yeah, so it no. kind of starts with yeah. product, you know, starts there. The next step is having the right process in place. And again, we might have the right product. And I had a great, um, on my podcast the other day, I had a great interview with um, a, a wonderful uh, father and son team and they sell socks. And they talked about how, you know, they, they, the first couple of months, they had a few orders, a few orders, but they grew their business so fast and it blew up because they got on social media and they got some uh, engagement and they got hit with, you know, some interviews and different things like that, but they already had the process in place. They were ready for going from sort of 70 pairs a week to a thousand pairs a week within literally a couple of months of opening. And yeah. then they really rolled it out from there. But the thing was, they already were thinking about the processes before that happened. So it allowed them not to get bogged down into the conundrum of what do I do now? I don't know where to go. I don't know who to speak to and what to yeah. do. So setting up the right processes from the beginning and understanding where you want to go, how you want to get there and using the right tools and frameworks in order to get to there are going to help you for those people just starting. And even for the people that are mired in the frustration and these worries of getting through some of the stuff, even 
even if they've been doing the business, some of the people I coach have been in business 25 years and they're still working. And I've been in business over 25 years and I'm still working on these processes. We're always trying to make them better. Right. And that's, that's another P, I guess the fifth P maybe perfection, but there really is no perfection. I don't think it really, but we're always trying to perfect these things, right? We're trying to tweak our products and our services to make them a little better. We're trying to tweak our processes to make them a little better, you know, all those kind of things, but you have to have that set in place. Then the third one is people because you don't really need people if you don't have the right product, because you're not going to have anything to sell. And those processes, again, if you don't have, if you don't have that sort of in place, it's really hard to get that, that team going. So once you get those two things and you're aligned for the future, you're really starting to, you know, the first few people you kind of bring on who you can generally, it's like, you're trying to, I mean, ultimately that's what ends up happening. A lot of times it's like, Hey, it's, if you're a warm body, I need somebody to pack those socks or whatever the case is. Right. (laughs) You You know, as (laughs) Yeah. As you're growing your business, now you're starting to tweak that alignment of people and making sure that you're, you know, you're not just looking for the warm body. You're looking for the person that's going to get the job done for you that you need done in, you know, that what I call the accountability chart, you know, and that's a term from Gina Wickman's book traction. You know, it's an organizational chart, but really it's an accountability chart and who's accountable for those different things. And do you have the right butt in the right seat? I love that framework from, from the entrepreneurial operating system uh, that Gina Wickman wrote that book probably 10 years ago, but still a great book. And I I recommend anybody to read it. So when you have the right pro uh, the right product, the right process, the right people, things run nice. They run smooth. It's a joy. Those frustrations kind of go away. Entrepreneurial freedom start to happen. The entrepreneurs now saying, wow, this is running a bit more like a machine. This is kind of nice. I've got some freedoms back. I've got a bit of time back. I'm actually seeing number four, some profit. Hmm. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So now we've got some profit because even if you're in the nonprofit business, that business needs to generate enough money to continue on, right? Without profit, it's one thing, you know, people are in businesses and they get in business because they're passionate about stuff and they're trying to make the changes and do all that. That's all fine and dandy. But ultimately, you still need to make money in order to make those changes. And if you have more money, it's easier to make some of those changes, right? And it's easier to give back and it's easier to help out other people. And it's easier to make those changes and to give yourself as the business owner more freedom. And freedoms are the freedom of time and the freedom of relationships, who you wanna work with and who you wanna work for. Yeah, You can start becoming more picky on the customers and clients because you know not every client's a great client. <laughs> so, you know, it's, you can start sort of looking at the ones who are more profitable for you, who yeah. align more with your vision so that you can really, you know how you can help them and they know that you can help them. Yeah. And those are the relationships that are most profitable, most enjoyable, give you excitement and energy as opposed to drain you and make you feel like you're dead at 10 in the morning. And you just want to go home because that was the most draining thing that ever happened to me. Right. So those kind of things are the things you want to get to as we build our business to a turnkey operation. And that's really the idea of what I try to do with simplifying entrepreneurship and the people that I coach. It's like, let's set up these things. 
Let's make sure you're using the right product, have the right product or service. Let's go through some stuff about all that, tweak some stuff out. Let's look at your processes, work through those things. Let's deal with your people, make sure they're being accountable. All of that sort of stuff set you up and give you the systems that are going to help you earn that profit. And once you have that profit, then you can do what you really want with it. With, you know, do you want to hire another manager so you can get back more of your time? You know, a lot of entrepreneurs out there, they're working 60, 70, 80 hours a week. They're not seeing their kids at the hockey game or the swim match. They're, they're uh, not making um, school plays. They're not seeing their friends and, and not making, you know, even family vacations sometimes because yeah. they're like, I got to stay. I got to work. Yeah. I've lived it. I've lived that. And, you know, when I look back, it's like, I thought I was doing what I need to needed to do for my family, you know, taking my MBA, running two small businesses, having three kids at home, working 80 hours a week, never seeing my wife, you know, um, that sort of stuff. You think you need to do that, but really there are systems that allow you now, especially with so many things now around automation and the different things that you can do to free up some of your time, you know, setting up email systems, for example, that will save you two, three hours a week. Yeah. That's 150 hours a year. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to have 150 hours. I don't know about you, uh, but I'd love to have 150 hours back of my oh, life. Give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of time, right? That's sitting at the yeah. supper table. That's, that's spending some quality time with the people that you want to spend. And yeah. so there are different things and tools and ways and systems around that, that can help give, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, even if, they're working the 60, 70 hours a week. They may be making lots of money, but yeah. they might not be enjoying some of the other freedoms of life. Yeah. No, no, no. And what, so, what's that worth, you know? Yeah, what's that worth? So, but again, right, if you put in the four Ps, there's still some constant change happening because or oh, evolving. So how- There's how always you, change. Yeah, every day. <laughs> We're business owners. Yeah, there's always right. change. So yeah. how, how do you prepare if you go in and, and being the coach, how do you go in and prepare and 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 set up so- so so to be to be aware and also be be ahead of the game to say hey when there is a change you know this is how you should look at it well ultimately i think leaders deal with change every day and they're pretty used to dealing with change you know and i think that's one of the things that gives that you know not everybody has an entrepreneurial mindset in fact probably only about 5% of us do and for those 5% it's pretty easy to make a decision Um, and from that perspective, it's whether or not you're making the right decision. Yeah. So sometimes we make, and I, I have this other little tool that, you know, I posted on social and every now and then, and uh, because I call it the confidence gauge and confidence can be a really good thing or can be a really bad thing. So it's great to be confident, but it's not great to be overconfident. No. And I've lived that one too. Yeah. You know, uh, I've, I've had personal experience where it's like, man. I was way too overconfident on that decision and yeah. it cost me thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars, yeah. you know, and those decisions are hard. They're tough. And, you know, they affect other people. They, they affect your family. They can affect staff members. They can affect all sorts of things. And sometimes people just, you know, entrepreneurs like me, I'm, I'm one of these people yeah. that, that has just, you just like, I'm so sure of this, let's just go. I'm not even going to do my homework. Well, 
you know what, I should have done my homework. And so those kind of things, you know, we've got some different frameworks and tools that it's kind of like, before you do this, maybe you should look, maybe you should just run this little one page document, and get your mind in the right spot and make sure that this is here and take a little bit of this. And, you know, um, before we got on the call, we were talking a little bit about the difference between coaching and consulting. Yeah. And I think, you know, I'm a coach, I'm not a consultant. And Coaches uh, coach people, they guide them, they help them through this sort of thing to make their own decisions. Consultants basically run a done for you model. So it's like you come to a consultant, you say, hey, can you just do my marketing for me? And they're like, sure, we'll do it for you. We'll take it off your hands. Well, coaches don't do that. Coaches come in and they help their, whoever they're coaching yeah. become better. Yeah. They're not, they're not doing the done for you. That's a consultant. So if you think of it, we just got off the Olympics. The Olympics were just this summer, right? And if you think of all of the coaches there, every level, I mean, these are the top people in the world yeah. and they have coaches. So it always amazes me when I, you know, business owners at any level, when they don't have a coach to help them through their business, but they'll hire a coach to at the gym to help them pump weights or they'll hire a coach you know, to help them have a better diet, but they won't hire a coach to help them through what they do eight, 10, 12 hours a day. Yeah. It seems a little peculiar to me at times. I mean, I'm in the coaching business. So, I mean, I think about this kind of stuff, but ultimately, you know, it's, it's really one of those things where coaches and consultants do two different things. And what we're trying to do as a coaching community really is to make and help and guide those people become better people and better leaders and be have better businesses through a lot of the systems and, and in my case, wisdom and experience too. I mean, I've been, I've been an entrepreneur my entire life, owned lots of different businesses and lots of different, you know, um, um, service businesses and retail businesses and stuff like that. So, you know, I've gained, and I'll tell you, I've, I've learned a lot through my mistakes and I don't want anybody else to have to go through those. <laughs> so, so that's a big part of my coaching too, yeah. Santa. It's, it's around, listen, I, I, I've experienced this. I'll tell you my little story here. You do what you want with it. It's, you know, it's, we're having this discussion, but, but those are the kind of things like, I, this is what I've experienced when I've, when I've had this. And this is what, you know, I, I know some of my other clients and they've experienced this. So we can bring that in and, you know, no names, of course, we're not sharing names and stuff like that, but the experience is, yeah. and then we're pulling those into the situation and it's like, okay, we've got all these different stories. We've got all these different tools, but it's still up to you to make the decision, right? Yeah. I, I don't make the decisions for my clients. They just, they need to make the decision. It's their business, right? Yeah. So we're, we're dressing them, you know, coaching them. And I'm saying like yeah. dressing with the best sure. tools and, and educating yeah. them. What, light are, what kind of leadership skills do a good leader need? Well, for me, I think communication is the number one leadership skill. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's anything more important than being a good communicator. And from that perspective, you need to know how to communicate, not only to be a lot of times, especially in, in newer businesses. I mean, the business owners, the salesperson, they're the back room person, they're everything. They're the front front stage person. They're the backstage person, yeah. you know, but ultimately they need to be able to communicate. They need to be able to write. They need to be able to speak. They need to be able to, 
you know, get across their idea in yeah. a succinct manner that's going to make sense for anybody that they talk to. And that really, you know, um, comes around and we work through some of those processes around communication too, because there are processes on how to communicate properly, you yeah. know, and from that perspective, you know, one of my favorite things is whenever, whenever you're trying to communicate something to anyone in your business, whether it's to um, your supplier, your team, or your client, to use this model, start with the problem first, then tell them how you're going to fix the problem through your, you know, through whatever it is you're trying to get across in that message. Yeah. And then show them what life looks like afterwards. So when it comes down to communication, I think this, this model around delivering the problem first, then the solution, and then what life looks like afterwards is so important. So if you take it into my business, for example, at Simplifying Entrepreneurship, one of the problems might be, and you can have several of these, by the way, whenever you're talking to people on different issues and different problems and things like that. But you, you might say something like, most entrepreneurs feel frustrated and overwhelmed, tired and struggling to even understand why they're running their businesses. So, I mean, you can go as deep as you want with the problem, yeah. right? And then the next part is how, how can you help them? So at Simplifying Entrepreneurship, we've developed tips, tools, and techniques in order to push you through those to create a life that you're going to want to live through your business. Owning a business shouldn't be a mystery. And then I could say something like, we're going to turn your frustrations into freedoms, right? Yeah. And so that's, that's that last part of saying, you know, what does life look like afterwards? And you say, you're going to have the freedom of time. You're going to have the freedom of, you know, being with and working with who you want to. You're going to live the life that you deserve as a business owner. Yeah. So that's that structure of communication. And, you know, if you're trying to push through a, um, a structure at work of, of something saying that, you know, we talk about change and there's all sorts of change. So whatever that change is, you know, we're going from hourly uh, employees to salaried employees might be a change that we, that the owner wants to communicate. Well, you would say something like, you know what? Um, most people feel that they're not getting what they deserve as a hourly employee, and they want the the structure around having a salary and the pension plan and all this other stuff, and, and they feel as though they're not getting what they deserve. Well, our new pension plan, you know, salary package comes with a health plan and all this other stuff. And you're showing them all the benefits of this new plan yeah. so that you'll enjoy your life at work, feel as though you're getting paid and, oh, you know, earning what you deserve. So you can lay out these things with that problem, the solution and life afterwards. And it doesn't matter what sort of communication you're trying to put out there because it's always that same framework. So, yeah. you know, that's just one of the ways to communicate as a leader, but understanding some of these frameworks along the way is really going to help people 
you know, because communication is such a vital part of growing your business. You're talking to people, you're doing social media, you're, you're talking, you're having staff meetings in the back, but if people don't really understand you and don't understand the message that you're trying to put across, it's really hard to run a leadership sort of position there because everybody's kind of going, I don't get it. Yeah. You need, and, it's if, the and if they don't get it, find it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. if they don't get it, well, then, you know, we kind of go back and it's like, we're, we're not going to enjoy that profit. We're not going to yeah. get the right people on board because people follow leaders. Yeah culturally and all of that other stuff they want to buy in especially now after covid i mean we're hearing millions of people quitting their jobs in north america millions yeah. because they just don't feel that alignment they don't feel the passion they don't feel you know for so many different things more important now than ever that leaders are stepping up to the plate with why the yeah. why of their business and that has to be done through communication so yeah. i don't think there's really anything that's more important than being a good communicator for a leader out there yeah what about some of the the soft skills like self awareness so what about that yeah i mean and i think you know i i look back at my time um 27 years now since i i started uh, my first i'll call it official business i had businesses you know, little landscaping businesses and cutting grass businesses and all that stuff when I was, you know, uh, in high school and, and university. But my first real business coming out of university, 27 years, um, I think I, I didn't have the soft skills that I have now. That was one of the, some people have those. Yeah. Uh, and some, and that's one of the things that I've, I've learned a lot more along the way. And I have a lot more empathy now, I think. I have a lot more sort of, Uh, it's because I've seen a lot of different things and, and I know more about how, how the world works, I guess. And I think that's such a key piece of being a leader is to, you know, understand some of that stuff, have empathy and really, you know, see things, how other people see, because really, and truly we think, especially early on, like in, in our younger lives, that people should just see things the way we see them. Yeah. That's just the way it should be. Like, why, why do they not see it the way I see it? Yeah. I don't get it. Like, it's so simple. Why don't you just see it the way I see it? Well, they don't. They're different. And that's okay. You know, and, and that's okay. And in fact, it's helpful for the business that other people see things in different ways. And I love personality tests and we use them within our business and I coach with them as well. My, yeah. Some of my favorite ones are the Colby. I love the Colby test, the K-O-L-B-E. Uh, one of the key pieces that I have put everybody through in my coaching program. Uh, I love strength finders. Mm -hmm. um, you, you know, we use a little bit of disc or, or some of that stuff, but strength finders and Colby are the two that I certainly recommend the most. And when you get into some of that stuff, some of that soft skills, it's like, okay, well, this person is a fact finder and I don't care about facts. I can make a decision like that. Just give me the executive summary, but you need to know that that person, when you're sitting with that person, they need to know the facts. Like they yeah. need to know. Yeah. They're going to be stalled until you give them the facts, right? If you're sitting around as a group and a team making this stuff. So understanding these soft skills, not only for yourself, but for your team, such yeah. an important piece of creating that team enabled environment that's going to propel your business for growth and future. Yeah. So what about conflict? 
is it good to have conflict in your in your business or is it well the, the right handle? type of conflict yeah you know i i think you know there's always room for feedback and and i look at at conflict if you i mean use that word and take it how you want but i would prefer to use the word feedback you know i i find conflict abrasive you know that's how i that's how i think of it and yeah. i don't think there's i don't think there's really any need for abrasive conflict in a in in a business i really don't but do i think there should be healthy feedback absolutely i do and i mean that should be part of the process when you're making decisions so you know we talked about process setting up the right process i mean having a feedback loop within those decision making parameters is such a vital piece so that even better decisions get made. Like I said, some people, you know, I wish when we go back to that confidence um, gauge, I wish I would have spent because I am somebody who doesn't need a lot of information. I will make a decision fairly quickly. I yeah. wish I would have had somebody detail me a bit more information on some of those things so that I could have made a better decision. Yeah. So that's where some of the power of that feedback loop comes in. And when you tag in something like Colby or Strength Finders, then you understand it's like, oh, you know what? I really need to get some more information on this. And you know what? Santa, she is the person that loves to dig up information. So who am I going to talk to? I'm going to talk to you. And I'm going to say, hey, Santa, would you mind digging me up a little bit of information on this? Because we got to make a decision on this next week. And, you know, I, I just really need your help here. Well, yeah. you're going to say, I love digging up information. That's, that's my unique ability and the stuff that I really like doing. I absolutely will do that. And that's going to give you sort of excitement and make you feel good. Whereas for me, it'd be like, oh my God, I got to go and, and dig up all this information and it's going to drain me. Right? So when you have those sort of different people on your team and you understand their strengths around that sort of stuff, it really becomes a vibrant team and everybody's giving their feedback. And I'm going to take that feedback and then we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about these sort of things. And, you know, one way or the other decision is going to get made, but a better decision will get made because of it. And I think that's the beauty of feedback. And that doesn't have to happen through what I would call conflict. That's just good sort of back and forth having a having a strong team yeah so what about you did you have different coaches through your life or did you for sure found everything yeah. for yourself <laughs> yeah i mean i i absolutely have had coaches uh, i find it hypocritical for people who are coaching that aren't coached themselves yeah uh so i i have a coach right now i mean i get coaching on different things and and i don't have always the same coach at all times. I will like, I, I had a speaking coach. We talk about communications. I wanted yeah. to become an even better speaker. I'm starting a podcast this year. And it's like, I want to get better at that sort of stuff. So, you know, I have, I have a speaking coach or I've had business coaches, or I may have a marketing coach, you know, different coaches along the way, depending on what I needed help with yeah. and what I saw, you know, the need for, I've been involved in mastermind groups. I, you know, all these, all these different things. So, you know, because I'm a, I'm a big believer in it. I think that, you know, and I continue to be coached and probably always will to be yeah. quite honest, because I have this idea of 
you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm never going to learn everything I want to learn. So I just, I mean, you see behind me, if you're anybody's watching the video, I've got all <laughs> kinds of books and I'm always reading and I'm listening to podcasts. And I mean, I love to learn. It's just part of who I am. So yeah, um, yeah I, I absolutely have coaches and will have coaches probably forever. That's a good, I like that. Yeah. yeah. I like the, yeah. yeah, it's, it's good, right? It's how you can keep growing as well. Oh yeah. Love it. Yeah. That's what keeps things interesting for me. Yeah. Um, so if you have to tell yourself like 10 years ago, give yourself an advice, what will that be? You know, I, I think, um, if I take it back 20 years ago, Yeah. You know, even 20 years ago, back when I was first, you know, that first five, seven years of business, it would have been, you know what, you've got a long time ahead of you and it doesn't all have to happen today. And the idea around what I work with companies now, it's like, you can have a turnkey business. You don't have to know everything yourself. Yeah. I used to feel that way. I used to feel if I didn't know it in the businesses that I operated that I would look stupid to my team or my clients or my suppliers because I'm the owner of the business. Like I should know the answer to that. Well, you don't have to know. Let your team take care of things. Give them accountabilities. Let it go. You know, what you do have to have is you have to have the right person and the right process to ensure that that's going to be tackled in the right way. Yeah. But you don't actually have to know how to do every single little thing yourself. And that's where the bog down happens with so many people as they grow their businesses and their businesses grow, they're not ready to release. And it's okay to release, release the accountabilities. It's like a lot of the people that I work with, it's almost giving them permission to release that. I felt it myself. Yeah. And, you know, when I see people having that problem of release, it's like, release it, they can do it, you know, they have, they can, and a lot of times, they can do it even better than you can. Yeah, find the expert. Because, yeah, because they're the expert, right? You can't oh, be the expert the in everything. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't be the expert in everything. Oh. So, you know, you, you need to know, and don't get me wrong, you need to know, you need to know what's going on. Like, I'm not saying just like, let oh, it go. No, and, no. you know, but, but, but at the same time, you don't need to have every bit of minutia and every little bit of detail because, yeah. you know, that's where, that's where the bog happens and it stops growth too. Yeah. And your people will leave because they don't feel as though you're giving them the authority that they want in part of their growth within your team. That's a good advice. Yeah, so thanks. if somebody wants to, to reach out to you, Pete, how, 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 where can they find you? They can find me pretty simply. Um, just Google simplifying entrepreneurship, simplifying entrepreneurship, just simply, you know, simply Google that, uh, you will find my website there, simplifyingentrepreneurship.com, my, my podcast, 
Uh, you can connect with me on LinkedIn at Pete Moore or on social and Instagram, you know, Facebook at Pete Moore as well. So I'm pretty easy to find and always happy to chat. The other thing you can do if you go to my website, uh, that really helps a lot of people just tag at, at the top um, right hand corner and says take the assessment and you go through that assessment uh, assessment for your business. It takes about 10, 15 minutes and it'll kind of align you as to where you may need to work a little bit on and where you're really doing well. So that seems to work well for a lot of business owners, whether you're new in business or been around for a long time, it just gives you a little refresh. And it's like, oh yeah, I really should look at this or, you know, I really should look at that. But that's, that's pretty much how you can find me. Perfect. Thank you so much for, for being on the podcast today. I think it was great. Yeah, so it's, you. yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much. I've really enjoyed our conversation today. Thanks for having me. If you enjoy this podcast, maybe you'd like to hear more, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure also to check out our website, mindtheinnovation.com. And remember, stay curious and keep learning.